Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court and CPS issues. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and today I have a guest. Her name is Crystal, and she's in the battle with every other parent that's out there. She does run a nonprofit organization called Warriors for Family and Children Unite, and she started that back in June of last year, 2020, and she's got 30,000 views on that. And that is on Facebook, and you can also Google it. Also, uh, she wants to talk about, and well, we want to talk about the entity that feeds from this government corruption that is destroying our children and their ties to their parents based on false allegations and accusations. So we have a lot to talk about, and we're going to talk about how COVID has interfered with a lot of things. So welcome, Crystal. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be here and, and enlighten parents and help them journey this course that no one should have to endure. Right. It's very destructive, and there's no time for the child or the parent that they can get back after these people have destroyed your lives. Absolutely, absolutely. The bond between a between a parent and a child um, has a limited time before it can be severed. After a certain age group, that bond becomes harder to ever get back. Um, between the age group of up to seven and above, that's basically that you know separation uh, bond. That's. You know, and I think, I think they prey on that. <laughs> I really do. They, I think they prey on people that are not, um, well, that they're poor. And even oh, the, most the, uh, the number one things that they can go after. Because if you're at that poverty level, you cannot access nor gain the proper representation uh, through a private attorney. And even if you do have a private attorney, most of them are already sleeping with the enemy. Right. Right. Tell us about all these false accusations that are called in every year. Oh, my goodness. So uh, with, within the CPS, DH, DHS, or whatever they, entity they want to call themselves between state lines, over 500,000 calls come into the 1-800-98-ABUSE um, hotline. And what happens is they have 24 hours to, to answer um, that hotline call. Um, basically to, you know, um, do a full investigation to see if these allegations are true or false. Nonetheless, um, over 75% of the allegations are false, unfounded, but because they don't make a revenue, they, they are not able to pull in the numbers um, for their bonuses um, and to keep these organizations going, they go on what's called preponderance of evidence. So in a normal criminal court system. A person has to be found guilty beyond reasonable doubt. So preponderance of evidence is considered doubt. It's just basically an accusation that's thrown out there, does not have to be proven, does not have to have any basis, and does not have to have actual evidence. And they can remove that child just because the parents are poor, they can accuse the parents of being mentally ill. They can accuse the parents of having substance abuse problems with having no prior 
uh, history of such. Um, domestic, they love to go after domestic violence victims. That's their number one thing. Domestic violence victims is their key entry into that, that family's life. I'll tell you why. Domestic violence victims, the mother, it could be the father, because we know domestic violence goes either way. So once they gain entry through that domestic violence case, they're able to say that parent failed to protect that A, B, and C child or that child. They then uh, obtain custody of that child and make the mother or the father, whoever is the victim, a criminal. They have to plead before a magistrate, which is not a, 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 an appointed judge chosen by the people. It's a lawyer they put in, in, into that seat, and they make them plead as if they've done a crime that they've never, A, been arrested for, B, never read their rights, and C, they have no due process. So once you get entangled in that, that's where the money starts rolling in. What do you think if, um, well, some, some parents have to go through, if they want to clear their name, they go through like a CPS judge and it's like another hearing on what the issue was. And then he'll make a decision like a month, you'll get it in the mail a month later of his decision. Pertaining to? Any accusation that was, that was made. Um, that can be that that can go both ways because once a child has been taken away from said parents or said parent, they have 24 hours to meet in front of a magistrate. A magistrate then decides if that child is going to be removed permanently based on a case plan. But if the if it's a if it's a more of a civil matter matter between two parties getting a divorce, then you'll get a paper in the mail. Then a judge will decide. Um, in that matter. Okay, because um, what happened, you know, like these caseworkers just show up at the house. I won't even call them social workers because they don't even have the level of education or experience. No, they like to pretend that they're mental health professionals. They like to pretend that they're alcohol and drug counseling. They like to pretend that they're the law. And they scare these parents out of their minds. In fact, I had a caseworker show up and I was, you know, being nice to her. And the first words out of her mouth upon entering my home was, if you're found guilty on these emotional abuse charges, you're going to lose your job as a registered nurse. And I wish, you know, hindsight is 2020. And I should have said, Please leave. I'm, go I'm going to call my lawyer. Absolutely. And that's what happens to millions and millions of families. This has been going on for decades. So the numbers are phenomenally high. And the scare tactics they use are, are very frightening because they don't just try to intimidate trying to take your legacy, your children, your flesh and blood away. They try to destroy your careers, your ability to obtain proper representation, and your ability to maintain a household, which is a requirement for them and a job. Oh, right. And the thing was, like, I don't want to talk about my case a lot, but, you know, we had to go to a CPS judge and he exonerated me. 
of these charges. <laughs> but still, I was, I, could, I couldn't work because if you're under an indication, you can't hold a job, which means you can't be around children. Absolutely. Not in healthcare, not in any educational system, not in any daycare. Um, because once you've been what they like to, to say charged, but you're not actually legally charged under the Constitution, they don't like to work with the real laws. They like to work up with these laws that they've made. Um, yes, you have a, a high chance of being in danger of losing your profession and your career. Absolutely. Because that's an intimidation tactic to let them in let them snoop, let them get this information, let them see, let them, whatever they want to do. It's an intimidation tactic. And most of us, all, if not all of us parents, have fallen for that. Because A, we, we live in America, we have rights, we know our rights, but at the same time, we don't know when and how to enforce them. And then you have these people that keep calling in false accusation one right after another. And I, okay, go ahead. That's not going to stop. And I'll tell you why it's not going to stop. Because it's an immunity clause. They get to call anonymously. And as long as you get to keep calling anonymously, there will be no repercussions for false calls. There won't be. Well, you know, it's, I guess I personally would like to see an end to all this, um, you know, the intimidation tactics and it just kind of just blew me away when I was watching this happen to my life and mm -hmm. on top of losing my career. And it was kind of more of a, like a personal thing with this, these caseworkers mm. and you don't know, you know, they're getting, only one side of the story, but they're not interviewing your side of the family. And how many, how often does that go on? Oh, it happens very, very often. See what they like to do is they like to talk to your neighbors, but they're, they're not telling your neighbor or your friend or your family member exactly what's going on. They're trying to get information. And when they do that, anything you say can and will be used against you in this case. They don't want to hear positivity. Most of the time, they do not want to hear positivity because it hurts their case. It hurts their case to get the funding when the child is removed. And the thing is, these poor kids, when they're removed, they're, I can't imagine what they're going through. I mean, just uh, being taken away from your mother and father and the, uh, the uh, upheaval in their lives, what does that do to a child long-term? Well, I did a whole segment of this on Spotify and Anchor. I did deep, deep research. Um, there are uh, many, many doctors, uh, scientists, therapists, that uh, conclude the psychological damage it does to a child when they are falsely removed and detained and detached from their family is beyond uh, repair. It really is beyond repair. And there's really no way of stopping any of this because of the title for B, D, and E. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what where any corruption is because you're going to find corruption when there's, wherever there is mass funding without proper uh, repercussions for, for wrongdoings. Um, greed is the number one answer.
we're almost thinking that, well, we've noticed there's been a drop in birth rates. Mm, yeah. And, and um, I know, yeah, I feel bad saying this, but I feel it's just not safe to have a baby in this world, to bring a baby into this world any longer. Uh, you know, Mary, I have talked to so many people and they've never dealt with CPS, but they say directly that right now with the conditions of the world, absolutely, why would you want to bring a child into it? But as we open parents' eyes and grandparents' eyes and our neighbors and our friends' um, eyes to the system that can literally come in and legally, legally kidnap your child, where no due process uh, comes to play, where you are silenced, you are given gag orders, you are told not to talk about a case uh, where we have closed court systems, that is, that is a very dangerous, dangerous system. Now, Judge Judy um, did a segment uh, where she said family court systems are corrupt, and you can find this on YouTube, you can find mm -hmm. this on Facebook, you can look this up. Um, she specifically said how dangerous it is, not just only her, but Judge Joe Brown uh, said the same thing. I just don't know why it can't, well, I know why it can't be stopped because of the greed and these incentives. And um, the title for B, um, let me see here, I have it. Um, it's, you know, these grants to the states for aid and services to needy families with children and for part B, which is the child and family services subpart. Mm -hmm. So, so this is going to rake in a lot of money. So why would they stop it? Well, it, it rakes in so much money because they, I mean, billions, we're talking billions of dollars. And while children are being ripped away from their parents, they're being molested, they're being raped, they're running away. They're 80% of child sex trafficking comes from the uh, foster care system has been proven. Nancy Schaefer opened up the world's eyes to this. But unfortunately, she and her husband lost her life because of it. And it's not going to stop until all the hands that are in this pot, because all these entities that are involved, the corruption goes straight up, 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 way up into Congress. And Congress, back in 1962, installed family court. They're the ones that started this. Yes, and absolutely. Now Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, absolutely. I agree with you. They did. So, you know, it's just even writing to your congressman, it just seems so futile, like writing to your legislator and your senator to stop this or help stop it. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, is there any hope? <laughs> Mary, you'd be surprised about how many of them are very well aware of it and how many of them are in on it. Mm -hmm. You'd be very surprised. The corrupt, like I said, the corruption is so high until that has been brought down. These people are untouchable at this point in time. That's why they've infiltrated these uh, groups that these families have created and come to for help, for guidance, for just someone to speak to a, a, at the lowest, most loneliest times of their life when they've had 
their own children, their own flesh and blood, their own grandchildren ripped away from them. And they've actually infiltrated these groups. They, they, they will stop at nothing because they are not held accountable. They have immunity in the court systems to lie. They have immunity to propagate and commit false evidence. And if you realize lately, there has been arrests being made for people who indoctrinate false drug tests, who indoctrinate and, and, and continue um, the depravity. There are arrests being made, so there is hope. There is hope, but they, they got arrested because they got caught. Right. And uh, there was a case, I think it was, well, it was last year where these caseworkers were wearing hot pink shirts and on the front, God. Uh, uh, did it say, uh, do you know where your children That's are? Kidnappers. Yes. Absolutely. The most disgusting, vile thing I probably have ever seen. Ever. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I thought, you know, also they had something on the back of the t-shirt as well. And I think it was, do you know where your child is? Yes. Oh, it, my God. It was, oh, it was just, I, my heart dropped. My, I got sick to my stomach. I said, I cannot believe they make a mockery. <laughs> of these thousands of families that are crying on every holiday, every birthday, every moment that they miss because they were falsely accused and put into a rabbit hole. It is just like the Greyhound tracks where they put the rabbit in front of the Greyhound and had them run around the track as fast as they could knowing that they would never catch that rabbit. That's disgusting. The thing was, they said those, at first they said those caseworkers were all fired. I don't but believe it, Mary. No, I don't. I think they were moved around. You know, I think they were, they moved them to a different part of the building or they gave them desk jobs or something else. I don't believe that they were fired. Um, it takes a lot to be fired. Um, from being a professional child snatcher. Um, they have really nothing to go on, but the rhetoric that they're trained, there literally are videos of these entities and their leaders telling them exactly how to go in and how to get that child, no matter what it takes. It's, you know, these, these uh, college graduates with like social work um, degrees have like no other place to go. So they probably go into an, uh, an, an entity's office looking for a job, not knowing what they're really getting into. You know, what's sad, Mary, is that you can go on any hiring platform, Indeed, Monster, um, so on. And you can actually see these job postings for social worker, for DHS, CPS. You'll see the salary rate. You'll see the qualifications. Please, if you think I'm lying, look it up. It is disturbingly inadequate for that job. 
and then these children's lives are ruined forever. That's the part that, you know, their future. And also what I've noticed talking to people is that if a child has been through foster care or has been taken away by CPS, we'll say some entity, then when they grow up, maybe get married and have kids, these people are after, are after them. Well, absolutely. It's called a cycle. So mm -hmm. what happens is if a call is made to a certain family, it doesn't matter, black, white, rich, or poor, they don't care. See, this type of, of evil does not just infiltrate one society or another, one race or another, one religion or another. It has touched the lives of every uh, type of family imaginable. So what happens is, is that when they, they go into these families, um, they go in to destroy. They go in to take. Um, they're, they're led. They're, they say, oh, I have to call my supervisor, their leader, quote unquote, um, to lead them through the process of illegally obtaining these children. And most of the time, they don't even have a warrant. They don't even have a warrant, a real warrant, by the way, that is stamped and signed by a judge. And I noticed that, you know, okay, so what if there was no entities, CPS, whatever, and people would just call the police if they felt a child down the street was being abused? Well, that would be the right protocol. Right. That would be the absolute right protocol. Mary Evil lives with this system or without the system. There are some awful, downright awful parents that have children. Um, we know that. We know that about society. The numbers that they're saying about all these parents, that's a lie. They need to start focusing on the real issues, the systemic issues, and stop going after parents um, that are good, wholesome parents that love their children who don't have issues substance-wise or other. They've got to start focusing on them, but they don't make enough money if they do that. They will never make enough money if they just focus on them. They won't. I just feel they should be um gone they're a day late and a dollar short and kids are slipping through the cracks the kids that really need help don't get it and they're they're going after these um ghost calls of false accusations and there's no like what preponderance of evidence well the, the, i agree with you the entire entity needs to to be absolutely taken down as if an old building, um, it needs to be just demolished. But there does need to be a system that has absolute oversight, 100% oversight. Um, the, this entity has become sick and has become rotten. And as long as they keep trying to paint over it, nobody can see the rotten in the middle. They are rotten to the core. There needs to be a system, like I said, with complete oversight, and it in the foster care these foster care homes they need to go they absolutely need mm -hmm. to go they need to start getting 
uh, contractors with all these billions of dollars. They need to start actually building uh, places where they can home these children appropriately, medically appropriately, scholastically appropriately, mental health wise appropriately. Stop placing them with pedophiles because that's the biggest problem. You can't walk up to somebody and say, oh, are you a pedophile or notice that they're a pedophile, honey, because they are not the ugly, greasy little man standing at the stop sign waiting for your child. <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I don't trust any of these foster care. <laughs> Absolutely not. 70% no. of them should never be foster uh, care homes to begin with. Um, they are not duly uh, vetted. I might say, um, I have the absolute 100% evidence that they are not duly vetted people. They go through a very short um, curriculum to become a foster parent. And the incentive and the money is what's driving these people to become foster parents. And they're corrupt. They're, they're just as evil, if not more evil, than some of these homes they took them from. And that's why I also feel Title for e should go. Because if you really want to be a foster parent and you really care, then money is not going to be a bartering tool. Um, you know, let's just help this child and not get any money from the state if they really well, want to do this. We got to face facts, though. Uh, uh, you know, we... Hey, listen, if we had our child removed, the court automatically makes that parent may, uh, pay child support. That parent has to pay child support through the process of uh, completing a case plan with about 20 other fees, whether it be counseling fees, mental health assessment fees, um, the gas, the, the losing work. So... What happens is these foster parents that are getting $2,500, $1,800 per child, okay, for, for, for a child that um, has disabilities or needs extra care, uh, a, family, a, group, a group of three children, the foster caring parent or care aid gets $2,500. So we're talking about an exponential amount of money that goes into the system. So if the foster parent is getting that much money, do we even know how much these entities are getting? It must be outstanding. I've heard it's, you know, a multi-billion dollar business with all of these incentives. Well, and if you calculated it up, it's just right there at the sex trafficking. And a lot of, I notice on Facebook, there's a lot of posts on sex trafficking, um, CPS groups um, that are against CPS, by the way. One is called um, CPS Shit Show. <laughs> and I saw that. I thought, good for them. That, that's very clever. That is. That absolutely is, is beyond the right words. Do you think, I mean, when these parents are intimidated and had their children taken away without due process, and they go on some of these links on Facebook dealing with CPS, and they're asking uh, legal questions, 
hopefully they're getting some right answers. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Mary, there really is no right answer and I'll tell you why. Because every case is different. It may seem like, okay, well they've, they've taken, you hear numerous cases of false drug uh, accusations, false drug testing, number one. Um, you hear numerous cases of false abuse charges. Um, every case is different in its own way, okay? Um, there's not one point of, of how do you say, um, exact uh, recommendations that you can give a parent or, or the, the way to point them. I think more of these groups are there to say, hey, I'm with you. I, I'm fearful. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why this has happened. I'm, I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. My child has been removed. I don't know what's happening to them. And these parents are trying to align to build uh, a unity against this most evil part of society. And I hate mm -hmm. to say it, this is a dark, demonic part of society. Yes, it is because it also involves the sex trafficking and how evil how evil is that well this 88 percent if not if not 88 it's about 80 to 88 percent and and this has been proven and documented that uh 80 to 88 percent of children placed into the foster care system um, from the age of 8 to 16 end up into sex trafficking, either A, by runaway, uh, B, by being sold, and don't think these foster parents are not in on it because they are. Yeah, there's a lot of people in on it, and uh, Nancy Schaefer was opening this up. Yes. And then she was assassinated, she and her husband. Absolutely. Yes, she was. She had, she uh, investigated over 300 cases just in the Georgia area, just in the Georgia area. And every one of those cases proved how sick and how evil these entities have become. And it's just devastating for her family. Uh, her legacy still, legacy still goes on. We know her message is still there until they take it down. But right now, uh, our voices are getting stronger. If you not, uh, do not recall, uh, last summer, uh, there was a great awakening um, with Pizzagate, Adrenochrome, Hollywood pedophiles, um, leading all the way into CPS. And there was huge, huge rallies against it. Right. And I think what maybe sparked that off was those caseworkers in the hot pink t-shirts, because I noticed after I saw that, then all this Pizzagate, all this uh, cabal and everything came out. Yes, uh, I absolutely. You know, I think it was um, Epstein finally being arrested. Um, you know, the conspiracy theories that go about that, I, I don't have anything to do with and I don't even want to be bothered with it. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, when one door opens, you better bet your butt when it comes to evil and corruption, 15 more open as well. Mm -hmm. So there is progress being made because when we talk about this, 
And there's other podcasts that talk about CPS corruption, but people are learning. And do you still recommend contacting congressmen, legislature to complain about this? No, I don't. Not at this point. I think what's happening right now, um, I think there's too many that have their hands in the cookie jar. Um, and the, the, one, the, the very few that want to speak out, I think they're retaliated on. I think they're threatened. Um, you, you've got people winding up dead left and right. Left and right. Um, with suicides to the back of their head. So writing your legislators is great. I'm not telling you not to do that. I'm telling you at this point in time, until the great fall happens, nothing is going to happen. When we were talking about intimidation tactics, um, the unlawful entry without warrants, I noticed on Facebook that a lot of parents, when they were approached by an entity caseworker, they would automatically turn on their cell phone and start videotaping. Absolutely, 100%, and I'll tell you why. They're acting as governmental officials. As a governmental official, under the Constitution, they have every right to be video recorded because they're acting in the capacity of a job as a city official or a governmental official. Do not be intimidated by them and them saying, I don't want to be on camera. You can't record me. Why can't I record you? That doesn't make sense. If you're doing your job in due diligence and under the oath that you took, and that, that goes for the police officers as well that help these entities and mm -hmm. shame them. Shame on them coming and taking children, knowing darn well that they are not abiding by the oath that they took when there is not a signed, sealed, and delivered warrant. How dare you? Mm -hmm. I was told, I don't know, I don't know if I found this on Facebook or what, but the, the policemen are just told, show up and just be a presence. Exactly, because the presence, okay, so we all know, even, even, even if you're not a criminal, even if you don't have warrants, even if you are just a normal citizen driving to and from work and a cop pulls behind you, what happens immediately? Your hands start to sweat, your heart begins to palpitate, because why? You're afraid you did something wrong. The mm -hmm. presence of an officer in the United States has become the citizen against the law. Because you immediately feel attacked, even though you know it could just be a simple speeding ticket. It could be a tail light out. It could be a front light out. It doesn't matter. Immediately, you become defensive. And that is not what they're here for. So when you bring a police officer with, you, you have your two police officers usually and your two caseworkers, okay? or your one caseworker, depending on the situation. They come knocking at your door and you're like surprised. You just got home from work. 
you just went to the grocery store, you know you've got uh, uh, you know, trash to take out, laundry on the couch, the dogs are running wild, or the kids, or you're having a rough time, your kids aren't listening to you, they're not complying with you, and you're just having a rough time. And here they are knocking at your door. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, I didn't do anything wrong, let me right. let them in. So you let them in, and here they are, they're asking you a million and one questions about your life, do you drink? Do you smoke? What do you do for a living? How much do you make? Um, you know, where's your kid's father? Where's your, where's your kid's mother? Or are you separated? Or uh, what not and what not? The questions seem to end. So then they pull your child aside. They take them and say, well, I need to talk to your child privately. You need to say as a parent, no, my child has the right to an attorney under any investigation or interrogation, period. You're not going to ask my child a question unless I am present. And now I know there are certain circumstances where they say, well, we need to talk to your child because there are abuse allegations that are made that are true. And they need to get that child away from that abuser because abusers like to manipulate. And I get that. But 75% of these cases that go out of the 500,000 a year are not real abuse cases. Mm -hmm. Protect your child. I don't care if you have to get recording all over your house. Get it done. Get it done. It's your own private property. You have the right in the United States of America to have a no trespassing sign. You have the right to post the Constitution visibly. You have the right to record on private property. Well, what happened, what happens to a lot of these kids is these caseworkers go right into the school and they have the kid pulled out of the classroom and they're put in a room just one-on-one. -on -one. And, you know, I had called the school when this had happened and this had happened uh, I would say maybe three times this caseworker would just randomly go in there and talk to my child. So I called the school and I said, uh, what is your protocol? Is there a witness in there when my child's being talked to without my consent or knowledge? And mm -hmm. they said, they said, no, we, we just put them in a room and, you know, they talk to them and that's our protocol. <laughs> Absolutely. They allow it. And that is why it's in pertinent to parents to document in your child's file that my child will not be pulled out of class and will not be spoken to without my consent or without their lawyer's consent. Don't say my lawyer. Say their lawyer. Because unfortunately, we've become a society where our children now have to have lawyers. Now, are you system is funded when they call. They're, they're funded. They're completely publicly funded, just like this entity. Now, I, I want to make sure parents understand when a child has their own attorney, is that a guardian ad litem? No. An actual attorney. An actual attorney. Okay. You can have an attorney for your child. Absolutely. I would make sure that, you know, you, you, you talk to an attorney and just say, listen, I know about this corruption. I need to make sure that if this happens, 
and I pay you, you show up, you're there, and you defend my family. Because personally, I have fired an attorney on the spot after handing her $3,000 after learning she just had lunch with the judge. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and they know that. They know what they're doing. It's absolutely sinister. It's called oh. sleep with the enemy. They know exactly what they're doing. These private attorneys, everybody says private attorney, private attorney, private attorney. You need to get your information on that attorney, number one. How many cases have they won, number two? How many families can come out and, and, and recommend that attorney, that that attorney did not go and have lunch with that judge, okay, does not personally know that judge, or worked in that courtroom prior to detaching and becoming a private attorney because that's what happens a lot of the times these little peon excuse me peon uh what they call uh uh court appointed attorneys make about four hundred dollars a case a case because i had an attorney uh, more than once come to me and tell me that they, this is not because of anything to do with me or my children. This is because they came to me. They're like, listen, we only make $400 a per case per case. And they come slappily freaking dressed horrendous, just absolutely horrendous, uh, uh, courtroom skills. Um, and basically just sit there and they're like, oh, these parents, these parents can testify. Okay, just follow this case plan. Sign, 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 sign. Once you sign anything, you're done. Mm -hmm. You are done. There is not a darn thing you can do because they own you. Right. And then these parents are terrified because they've got this nutty caseworker in their house and they... Are. Yeah, and they have them sign a form, and it's like it's just a blank piece of paper with your name on it. I can't remember what else it said, but oh, the they have this case plan. You'll do X, Y, and Z regarding either if it's a domestic violence victim, you will stay away from the perpetrator, you will not make any phone calls, texts, you will not be around your children, X, Y, and Z. If you fail to do so, we will remove the children. If it's Every one of them is different, every one of them, but in a basic plan, because they know at the end of the day, regardless, as soon as your name is on that line, they own you. Mm -hmm. There are caseworkers out there that will lie and lie to the death of them. I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> And they come in your house, they're clicking pens, they're tapping books, they're, uh, you know, we're here for such, 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 you know, um, if you don't such and such, you know, this is what's going to happen to you. And you're sitting there like, wait, that doesn't make a lick of sense. But you don't even have time to process because you come into, as a parent, a flight and fight mode. When they say, we're going to take your children what do you think happens to a parent's brain to a parent's heart it's everybody says yes the children are severely affected yes they are god bless them all but the trauma the ptsd that endures in a parent's physical brain and physical body when these people enter your home is like nothing else 
it is literally like watching someone you love die right in front of you. Mm -hmm. That's the level of PTSD that is able to be seen in a brain scan when a child is detached from their parent. How terrible. I know when I went through this, I, I was, well, I did get a case of PTSD out of it and a number of other issues, which included anxiety and depression. Because I, was, I was fine before all this. <laughs> well, Mary, that's what happens. And I'm going to tell you, they're looking for that. That's why they want psychological evaluations nonstop. That's why they want mental health professionals that they appoint. Not that you can see personally on your own, because if they're appointed, you see how the money goes around like a hamster wheel and they get the response that they want, the reports they want. Mm -hmm. And see, okay, so you just took my children, right? And you want me to go have a psychological evaluation done within 48 to 72 hours, whatever the time frame is. Very short time frame. They want that psychological evaluation done. So you go and you speak to somebody and you're like, you know, this is what happened. I hear this all the time from parents, you know, and they're looking at them like, well, you've got PTSD, you've got emotional problems. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, damn you just took someone's entire legacy away from them. They don't know where they're at. They don't know if they're safe. We know what CPS and DHS and Child Protective Services, whatever they want to call them across this nation do to children. It's not just the foster. It is some of the actual caseworkers that are pedophiles. I've, I've heard of that too. The, the psychological report comes back to the judge just like they wanted this you know uh, uh may may lead to alcoholism may lead to drug addiction may lead has seems to have personality disorder seems they can't give an actual no doctor under the sun can give an actual review an actual real psychological review of a person in an hour's time of never meeting them it's, but they do it. <laughs> well, they do. They do. They do. Absolutely. They do. They do. Now, do you think COVID has either helped or hindered these entities? Well, you see the, the consistency of the parents all over uh, the United States. Not only that, in Canada, in Europe, in Australia, the entities that work closely in the same uh, uniform um say the same thing that covid lockdown parents they can't see their children their visits have been severely cut to the point of being non-existent non-existent and then the caseworkers are saying that they call these parents they leave them voicemails or they call them and these people are like that's not true you know i have my phone records subpoena the phone records and their voices go silent they go into tpr which is uh, terminating parental rights it's it's a huge amount of corruption right now they didn't get the numbers they wanted to bring in because guess what schools were closed mm -hmm. school closed down no reports from quote-unquote mandated reporters came in funding went down so they've got to keep these kids longer but in the name of protecting them by the way 
do you think at some point this COVID is just, it's going to go away and we will return to the way things were? No. But no, I do not. Um, I think with who is going to be our president now, um, we're looking for a hard, hard road. Don't expect to take a mask off anytime soon. Um, yeah, uh, that's my, my personal belief. Now, you take that and throw it in the trash. That's just my personal belief. Um, as far as, as what's happening to these parents um, across this nation and others, um, we are looking at a road of pure hell for these parents. And it's just something that's just going to continue. And it affects, like you said, the whole, the whole family, the grandparents, everyone. aunts and uncles, everyone. Because I'm going to tell you, when a child is removed and they know that there is immediate family, what they're going to do to that immediate family is they're going to put them under a huge microscope. They're going to uh, request bank statements. They're going to request finances. They're going to uh, request something from 25, 30 years ago. It doesn't matter if you're not squeaky butt clean. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, I think what happened. Family placement, even though that is the law, that is the law to keep a child with their blood kin. That's the law, mm -hmm. but they don't get funding for that. Right. So instead of coming into these domestic violence families' homes and saying, look, we're going to help you. We're going to get you a place. We're going to get you set up. Then they're like, oh, no, they're just going to go back to them. Guess what? Either way, you're giving them a way out instead of destroying them. Instead of using this funding to take their children away and put them into homes where they are 90% sexually abused, raped, molested, run away, or killed. Instead of using the resources they have, they lie and say, we've done everything possible to reunite this family or to keep this family together. They lie. Mm -hmm. They don't use their resources. They lie. They lie. Oh, yes. Yes, and again, I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> I just... Uh... Seen it with my own eyes. And yes, Mary, back to the question. Do they come after a parent that has been removed as a child? 110%. They automatically claim that if you have been in the system prior as a child, you are more likely to A, abuse your child, B, neglect your child, or C, do drugs and alcohol. So they do what's called preventative taking away. Even though you've not committed a crime, you're not an addict, you've never been arrested, it's called preventative measures. And what happens is when those children are taken away, they become 90% more likely to be involved with drugs, alcohol, abuse, and everything they try to claim that parent would have done to them but didn't do to them. Do you see how sick that is? It's, it's very sick. And do you think when CPS gets involved in a family's life and there's a custody battle going on and they contribute 
to the collusion of handing the child over to the um, abusive parent, we'll say. Now, can CPS come after those kids in time when they're adults? Yes, they will. If there is any type of call, that's why I tell people all the time, please, if you know a child is being severely abused, call 911. Take pictures, get the evidence, stop the false calls because you don't like your neighbor, because you don't like your ex-friend, because they might have done this to you, or they might have done that to you, or your sister-in-law, or whoever. It is the worst thing you can do to a family. When it comes to a divorce, and there's children in the mix, and one parent is claiming that the other parent is whatever, CPS has no business being in that whatsoever. It should be all up to our law system, not the fake law system that wants to come in and say, oh, I think, or I think, because that's all it is. CPS documentation is I think, but they put it into more than propaganda, and they actually put it as if a crime has been committed. And do you know that that is absolutely against the Constitution? Like, that's perjury. That is perjury, like up to federal prison, but they get away with it. So they keep doing it because this one's nudging this one's shoulder and this one's nudging this one's shoulder. And, oh, we got the cops to back us up. And the cops are standing there like we're just, they're idiots. Mm -hmm. They're idiots. If they, if they see a child holding on to its mother or father for dear life, and you rip that child away or a mother that's breastfeeding a child and you tell her to put them in the car seat, get their clothes together, well, you know damn well there is no abuse evident. You are disgusting and slime. Mm -hmm. There's no way I could do that job. I would have nothing to do with it. That's not a job, Mary. That's the difference. That's the difference. J-O-B, a job, just overbroke. That's not a job. They make a career out of that. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that the ones that have a conscience barely last a year. The ones that don't have a conscience and relish in all this um, um, pain that they cause other parents, they're there for umpteen years. Oh, yeah, and they, 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 they retire out of the system with a full pension, full health care benefits. The, I mean, the list of what they get is almost more than, no, actually, it is more than a veteran. That's disgusting. It is more than a veteran. They're paid more than veterans. They're paid more than our soldiers. They're given long-term benefits more than our soldiers. They're given bonuses and incentives for all the removals. It's kind of like the old times where, you know, the Westerners, they would kill somebody and they'd put a, a, a loop in their belt. Same thing they do. Mm -hmm. The same thing they do. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, they're not all bad. They're not all bad. The same thing that they, they try to group all police officers, you know, they're not all bad. If you stand by, you watch corruption, you join in on it, and you don't stop it, you're just as culpable. That's right. That's right. And if I went to my job and I watched someone steal 
And I kept letting her steal and kept letting her steal and kept letting her steal. And I knew about it. I would be culpable. Or if I was driving a car, even innocent people have been put to prison for driving a car and not even knowing their passenger was going to go in and steal something or hurt somebody. But they're still culpable. Are they not? Yeah. Yeah, this is not good. Mary, the level of sickness, I can tell you, is beyond the ocean deep. Beyond the ocean deep. I mean, you'd have to level a form of government that has never been leveled before because it has gained so much power, so much access, and so much immunity. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at a caseworker, and, and, and they can be talking to you as sweet as pie. You know why? They're gaining information. They're gaining intel. Well, I had an argument with my husband last week, but we resolved it. Uh, 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 argues with husband. Uh, uh, um, you know, does your husband ever drink? Oh, he will. We, you know, last weekend we had some vodka together. Husband perpetually drinks. Right, right. Um, you know, the divorcees. Oh, well, the husband says the mother is abusive emotionally oh form the mother became agitated so she must be abusive yes they have their ways of twisting words and twisting their sentences files are 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 phenomenally deep and evil mm -hmm. i agree with that and i noticed that uh, as we were talking earlier that there is just a rise in a lot of groups uh throughout the whole world internationally that this is a massive problem in every country yes i i, I agree i agree mary i mm. it is and it seems like they don't know how to resolve it either and that's the fascinating part How do you take down a system? It's literally like taking down a forest of trees that have literally implanted and intertwined. Intertwined their roots with one another, with one another, with one another. Another, I'm sorry. <laughs> and you're trying to ax down one tree and you're like, this tree isn't coming down. This tree is not coming down. So metaphorically this is the same system oh, god help us <laughs> well you see these children that uh, these mothers and fathers who are reporting their children have died there is a report that a little boy just lost one of his testicles he's three to four years old lost one testicle um was severely beaten and still in the same foster home mm. This is not, this is not anything new, but it's new to the people that seem to think it's okay to call a system that is so corrupt. You know, you, you, these parents, they've told me, you know, I've, I've asked the teacher, why didn't you call me and ask me, or why didn't you tell me this was going on or why, you know, and these teachers are just disgustingly proud of themselves for what they did. 
we saved a child's life. No, you didn't. You didn't. You assumed. You never talked to the parent. Forty years ago, Mary, a parent, uh, a teacher would call a parent and say, hey, what's going on with Susie or John? Hey, you know, they've been acting a little strange. You know, yes, I get abuse happens, but it is not as occurrent as what they're trying to proclaim it to be. It's not. I, I agree. You know, these cops would say, hey, Johnny, you know, why are you out past eight o'clock? Let me go find your parent. What happened is our system broke. It broke. It broke away from communication. It broke away from caring. It broke away from love. It broke away from keeping the family together. They first started this with the African-American community. They wanted the segregation from the father, from the, the mother and the children, so that they were codependent on the government. They knew what they were doing. That's why Joe Biden did the 1994 crime bill. He helped them. <laughs> he helped them. And, and, and unfortunately, Mary, what as, as, uh, as uh, parents that are hurting uh, and watching other thousands of families hurting, what can we do but give them hope? Talk to them. Tell them, listen, at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen to our children. They could come knocking at your door anytime. I don't care who you are. I don't care what neighborhood you live in unless you're Hollywood. They don't come knocking at Hollywood Elite Store. They come knocking at our doors. Unless you have, Mary, unless you have over $500,000 in your bank, they're coming for you. Mm-hmm. They're going after the poor, the rich, the middle class, and they're getting away with everything. It's... It was the poor, Mary. It was the poor at first. Mm -hmm. They like the Virginia. They like the West Virginia. They like the, the, the Carolinas. They like the, 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 the Oklahomas and the Montanas where people are segregated into small counties. They like that. They love, they thrive on that. They thrive on that. Then they went to the bigger cities and they got more, more confident and they got more brazen and they started to take more and more. It didn't matter. These babies are being ripped from hospitals for the incentive of a nurse or a doctor saying that this person's on drugs when in fact her, her uh, blood results said completely different. Or because she had prior children taken away from her and she's been clean and sober and couldn't get those children back because they TPR'd her. So that's my advice for anybody that has had children removed before and taken away and TPR'd. Do not have any more children. They will come for them and they sure as hell will not give them back. Because that baby is worth more than you can imagine. I don't want to type your whole um, day. Would you like to come back on Slam the Gavel? Well, you know, I have, I have more time. If you have more time, there's more things that we can discuss for sure. Okay. So yeah, let's keep going then. You want to bring up, you know, I'm, I'm ready. 
Oh, what was I going to say? I was going to ask you because I do talk to parents that have been TPR'd and, you know, what happens if a number of years roll by, what about the statutes of limitation? Well, see, there, there's a lot of different uh, quote unquote policies for that, that the fake court system puts into place. Mm -hmm. A TPR, um, the, the, the amount of time they give a parent is 12 months before TPR. And it's disgusting because they put this parent through this, 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 and this, and that. And then they said that they didn't complete this when they had the evidence they did. And then they TPR'd and that child is forever removed. But I do think there is a way. I have not completed my uh, absolute research on it. So I don't want to give a, a definitive uh, result on that. But there is a way. Absolutely, there is a way. And I think parents should not give up because I'm going to tell you, Mary, if your child was kidnapped out of your front yard, would not the FBI, the police, everybody be coming to look for your child? So when they're legally kidnapped by an entity, we're just supposed to just stop because supposedly that parent did something wrong. Mm -hmm. supposedly and you see a lot of these amber amber i say it all the time wrong mary i say amber yeah. <laughs> I say it wrong all that my kids are like stop saying amber alert. <laughs> it just happened so amber alerts because i try to mix the two words together but the amber alerts that happen and most of the time you'll see it says with a parent Yes. Okay. Let's be real. Is that parent taking their child back to safety? Just a question dropped. No need to answer. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that. Well, you know, I was talking to someone and I got yelled at for saying legally kidnapped. Well, of course you got yelled at. <laughs> I'm always getting yelled at. Me too. Uh, <laughs> me too. You know, me too. I, I posted uh, something on my, my uh, nonprofit organization page that says, you know, if your child was legally kidnapped, make sure you post their social security number, post their name, post their date of birth. And, uh, and they're like, well, you shouldn't do that. I said, no, you should do that. Because when they come looking and when you go looking for them, you'll be able to find it. You know, they're saying, well, people could use that and, 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 and steal. At the end of the day, I'd rather have somebody steal my social security number or somebody else's that I love in order to find them. Because at the end of the day, that's going to go off their credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you yeah. think about that, Mary? What do you think about that? With the Amber Alerts? Well, no, I mean, I'm saying like I I've, I've, I've posted on my nonprofit foundation, get billboards. When your child is taken away from you, mm -hmm. get billboard. Put when they were taken, a picture of them, their birthday, everything you can and your number and where they can find you. The, yeah, that would be an awesome... You know, even, even if it has to do with family court. Instead of I, saying, 
kidnapped, say state kidnapped. That's even better. State kidnapped because it's, it's getting around. You parents, I'm going to tell you a message. Don't give up. We're listening. And believe it or not, these people are listening to this entity. Entities, they're listening to. They know. They know. Their cabal is coming down too. Because the amount of parents that are sick and tired of being sick and tired of being played around with their children missing, bruises, dying, molested, raped, uh, just like the report right before Christmas, those two little boys in California that went missing, he said, I was going to go get, what does he say? I was going to get firewood. Mm -hmm. Remember? And the, the adoptive mom said I was wrapping Christmas presents. Remember that? And within three minutes time, those two little boys in California disappeared. Just off the face of the planet disappeared. And the real biological mother came into play and said, listen, I don't believe them at all. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, Mary. Mm -mm. Why would you push those two little boys out? It's any other kids in the house. That's crazy. You know, do you think like with Netflix showing um, Gabriel Hernandez that, um, oh, I can't think of the title of it, The Trials of Gabriel Hernandez, I think that's what it's called. And a lot of parents have said this has really opened doors to the corruption of CPS. Mary, yes. Honey, yes. What I, they to that boy is beyond evil. And they got away with it for so long. See, this is what I mean. You're, you've got these idiots calling in false accusations. Mm. And, and then you can't even find out who... And you can't. Is that it better? Uh, uh, well, you can't even find out who made the accusation. Mm. You know, you can't say who did it. You know, I mean, I think you should have a right to know who's lying about you. I it think is the law, Mary. it is the law. You have the right to face your accuser in any court system. They only made it, not the law. Well, that's for sure. Yeah, that, that's for sure. <laughs> I just think if they're going to keep um, calling in like three and four and six accusations, you know, I, isn't that a red flag to them to know that this is BS? You know, this, I don't know. I don't know. Was Mary, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell my, you know, the viewers a story. Uh, I was nursing Maya at the time. Oh my gosh, she must have been eight months old. And uh, I CPS shows up at my door. I'm 23 years old, frightened to death. They said, uh, we got a call that you were uh, smoking weed. Smoking weed in your, in your uh, 
back porch. I said, what? That doesn't make a lick of sense. So they're like, well, we need a drug test. We need you to come down and take a drug test. I said, I'm not coming anywhere with you. Mm -hmm. That I will take a drug test right now in front of you. In front of you. I sure did. I dropped my pants and I peed in the cup and I handed it right to her. And, but they didn't, they never stopped. Mm. Calls never stopped. And I sold my house. Uh, I moved. I, I did everything to try to protect my family. I'm going to tell you something. When you have a target, it never, it never goes away, Mary. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, you know, you can't, these false accusations, even if you're expunged, which is exonerated or cleared from these, um, say, emotional abuse charges or whatever charge they put on you, there's people that always believe that, that it's true. Oh, yeah. And even a, a family court judge can say, well, I don't care what the CPS judge said. I still believe you're emotionally abusive. Uh. You know, it's like, but the other judge said there's no evidence, but yet they'll use it still to take your children away. Well, Mary, you got one in the, in the pocket and one not in the pocket. Just like, um, you know, I had a, I had a CPS worker uh, say that uh, I was running around with my abuser. Well, come to find out, her ass lied. And, and I was actually driving around a veteran who was shot in the head and taking him to Walgreens to get his medication. And she took my children. And had to bring them back to me the same day. Oh, she was so pissed. Oh, you should have seen the look on her face. She goes, oh, you're pregnant. I said, well, I see you're largely pregnant too. She says, well, this isn't over yet. I said, well, you need to get your camera and stop lying. Mm -hmm. I said, you just lost. You have to stop lying. You're destroying people's lives. And her name was Courtney. And, you know, how can they live with themselves? I don't know. I don't know how they sleep at she night, but. so proud of herself, Mary. She was yeah. so proud of herself. She called me and she says, I got your kids from the daycare. You're not getting them back. At this time, they were three and four years old. Oh, my God. Baby stole them from the daycare because the daycare reported that I was driving around with my abuser. At the, my husband did not abuse me. Mind you. Okay. The police went on an accusation of a three-year-old saying, my daddy hit my mommy. Well, how long did you have to get that out of her? <laughs> they, it was just disgusting. And so we separated. I'm like, you know what? It's best you go to your parents. I'll stay in the house. He went to his parents. He never came back to that house ever. Not one time. And I said, you know, it's just best you go there. I said, with these type of allegations, you better, we, we need to save each other's butt right now. Mm -hmm. Don't act. But my neighbor, I had been living there for a while and I knew my neighbor, he, he doesn't have a license, nothing. He was shot in the head, could not see. I would take him to go get his prescriptions from Walgreens and I would bring him home. You know, whenever I could, after work, before work, whenever we could help him, <clears throat> we would do that. So 
I get this call. I have your children. I took them. I'm like, what? What? I mean, my heart dropped. I literally was in the most pain of my life and I was pregnant. I'm like, I'm going to lose my baby, everything, you know, everything. And, uh, my, my fight was on. I grabbed as many witnesses as I could. I even got the man that I drove to Walgreens in the car. We went down and we sat in front of that judge. That judge called my husband, who is now passed away. God rest his soul. My husband that has now passed away, called his job. His supervisor said he never left the building. Never left the building. This CPS worker said, but, 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 but the judge said, there is no, but you lied. You lied. But they didn't penalize her for lying. Oh, it gets worse, Mary. So they said, return her children to her immediately. So I go down to the office where they were holding my child, my two children, actually three and four, like pigs in a, in, a, in, a, in a pig pen, hostage, like they were some market prize. Go down, go walk through the hallway. One door shuts because they had, she had to let me in with a key. One door was going to open the next door that she had to let me in with a key. And she's fully, I mean, she's probably six to seven months pregnant and I'm only two months pregnant. She goes, I know you're pregnant. I'm like, how do you know I'm pregnant? How, how is that any of your business? Right. And she goes, I will catch you. I said, well, you better get your cameras rolling because what you just did in that courtroom, you made a fool of yourself. Mm-hmm. I said, now give me my children now. And she was taken off the case. <laughs> and it was dropped. Everything was dropped, Mary. It was disgustingly dropped because it was disgusting to me. But you have to be strong. This is what I'm telling parents. Don't sit there and be afraid. You, if, you, if you know you did nothing wrong, you better stand up, you better stand tall, and you better be loud about your children and you. Right, and to also hold these creeps accountable um, when the time comes, they, they will be held accountable. Mary, maybe not in this lifetime, but hmm. as a firm believer, what you do in the dark will come to light, no hmm. matter who you are. We, we see that every day with, with, with uh, Biden's son and his laptop and Biden's corruption, everything. We see it all. We see Hillary's, we see it all. The matter of fact is, is there's too much corruption to bring the corruption down. Hmm. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you started this nonprofit organization and to let our viewers know again, it's called Warriors for Family and Children Unite. And um, I, I still don't want to tie up your whole day, but is there anything else you'd like to add? I'd like to add, Mary, how are you doing with everything and the progression? Because you really haven't been able to talk about how you've been able to deal with everything and how you've been able to progress forward. So let's talk about it. Go ahead. Okay. 
<laughs> I don't want to, I, I won't go on too much about it, but I did write a book. Oh, I called, love it. <laughs> well, what I did was um, I went through uh, three publishers to find well, uh, the publisher that did publish the book. book and I amazing everybody her book is amazing i own it it is wonderful knowledgeable obtain it if you can it's called dismantling family court corruption why taking the kids was not enough and i wrote it because everyone kept asking well what happened what happened and it's like oh you know i i just finally sat down and i wrote out 324 pages in two months Wow. And then, which was, that was crazy, but <laughs> I gave it to my publisher and she said, I'm going to pull out all the good parts because there's, and it's just not my sad story. This is a handbook to get through family court, to understand parental alienation, to understand, um, you know, what psychologists are saying. I almost felt like I was writing a, a psychological dissertation Ooh. and, um, you know, also what personality disorders are it's mm. and it's 160 pages and it's to help others hopefully not go through you know or at least make it easier for them to understand what they're going through yeah and then i turned around and um this past year i published cry out for justice poems of truth mm. and um in that <clears throat> there is I know it's sarcastic poems of CPS and judges and guardian ad litems, caseworkers. There's one poem called The Caseworker with the Dr. Seuss Hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love to read that. Let us know where we can buy it, please. Oh, it's available on Amazon, Kindle, Apple. Um, it's... Uh, Oh, gee, where else? Smashwords. But uh, yeah, Apple, Amazon, Kindle, and, you know, and please leave a re review because i um, curious to know um, what people think. Um, if you like, uh, I could read you the poem of the caseworker with a Dr. Seuss hair. Please do. Okay. It's actually titled CPS Lies. And bear in mind, I wrote a lot of these poems at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, please I'm ready. Uh, okay. Okay, here we go. The caseworker with the Dr. Seuss hair came to your house without a care, with frivolous accusations and lies, ready to destroy your children's lives. Anonymous phone call, who could it be? An axe to grind, as you can see, waiting for the right time to step in. She doesn't care that lying is a sin. Family court ready, there she sits, proudly by the judge, smiling like shit. Eaten grin, she lies to and fro, rooting your family just like so. With deceit and slander, she runs her mouth as you watch her case heading south. Perpetrator on the stand, she repeats. The judge already assumes you're a dead beat. Your reputation destroyed, you have lost your job. The caseworker tells your kids you're a slob. The other parent has much to gain. Not paying child support, now you're in pain. The lies continue. She cannot stop. Perpetual lying has been her backdrop. Now she will move on to someone new to destroy their family for something to do. 
Wow, Mary. I got to tell you, every bit of that was 100% true. Isn't that sickening? I mean, it's sickening. It's sadly so true in thousands of people that are going to hear this. Mary, what you, what you put into words right there was pain. It was disbelief. It was nowhere near an exaggeration. And uh, that is powerful. And my publisher, you know, she put together, you know, I, I gave her the poem she put together in, in the book. And I think the book is like $16 or so on, you know, Amazon. And you could also go to my website, dismantlingfamilycourtcorruption.com. I've written blogs and um, some of the podcasts I've been on. And, um, and now I'm running Slam the Gavel. And that can be found on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, Buzzsprout, uh, I'm doing advertising for all these people, um, <laughs> but <You're> doing great. <laughs> so I, I'm just want to increase everyone's knowledge of what's happening to our children and future generations. Mm -hmm. Amen. So I would like to have you come back on, and we and can just yeah, we could discuss, you know, civil suits um, that deal with you know, these entities and these poor victims that are trying to get some type of justice and recourse. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm so glad I had you on. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I'm just so grateful. I'm able to help in any way that I can. Oh, uh, you were a big help. It was great having you. Any way that I can, you know, um, you know, as victims, um, <clears throat> sometimes we have to rise above and, and unfortunately we have to be the voice where there is no voice and families don't give up. I'm telling you, do not give up. Do not be afraid. Do not be intimidated. Do not give up because those children are depending on you. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Now, Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in the family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation and also CPS aids in this as well. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption. Please join us again and I will have Crystal back on and I totally thank you. Thank you so much, Mary. It was a pleasure of mine to be able to help in any way that I can and God bless you. God bless your family. And you'll be back. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Take care. You too.